The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Hagiga has been dedicated in memory of Hacham Raful Muhaddeb Ben Garaz and Marie Muhaddeb Bat Jamile. Ruah Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Elion Amen. Dedicated by Dr. Isaac and Lily Mahadev Hashem Ishmirem Vehayem Amen. Daf Yudet. Today's Daf is being studied in the Shmat of Ram Ben Esther. Ruah Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. His Daf is being studied in the Shmat of Miruham Shneftar Bekitzuri Yamim Veshanim Hazra Ben Tuni Mazal. Amen. We begin today's daf on Yud Chet Amud Bet, and we will start five lines from the bottom. A person makes the Tzad Shadayim. He washes his hands. Let's kaven, and he had kavana. Yadav tehorot. So then his hands are tehorot. He had kavana for netila for tahara. So his hands are tahor. Loaded kaven, but if you have kavana, yadav temeot. So his hands will be temeot. So we see nitzrat yadaim over needs kavana. The Gemara will elaborate. Vechen and matbil yadav. Same thing with the concept of tevilat yadaim. What we talked about dipping one's hand in the mikveh. Let kaven. If you had kavana for tevilat yadaim, yadav teorot. Loaded kaven, yadav temeot. Oh, comes Gemara to ask a question. Vehatanya ben let kaven, ben non let kaven, yadav teorot. It doesn't matter if you have kavana or not. Just as long as you do it. The hands are tehorot. Amar Rav Nachman lakashya kan lecholin kan lemaaser, which means when it comes to cholin, which guys eating regular food, he doesn't have to have kavana. Just makes the yadaim. Even though he doesn't have kavana for tahara, it's going to be uh, it's going to be effective. However, when it comes to eating maaser, kol shekin teruma, so already it's not enough just to wash his hands. He has to actually have kavana. Okay, so that's the basic uh, answer of the uh, Gemara. Comes the comes the Gemara and says, "Uminatimra the cholin no ba'u kavana." How do you know that when it comes to things of cholin, the tevila or the netila does not need kavana? So the Gemara says, "Ditan." We have a mishnah. Gal shenitlash. We have a wave that became detached from the ocean. And in the wave itself, there's 40 se'ah, which is like 200 gallons, which is the shi'ud of the mikveh. And it fell on a person that needed to go to the mikveh, or on vessels that needed to be immersed. Uh, so the Bishnah says, which is the guy sitting on the seashore. And the wave, wave come along, rises up, detaches itself from the body of water of the ocean. Now there's 40 se'ah in this wave, and it crashes down. And it falls on the guy sitting on the shore, so to speak. So the Mishnah says, he's ta'or. Bottom line, it's like he dipped in the mikveh. Or the kelim is sitting on the shore as well. So what? It goes down and it uh, it lands on them. So it's ta'or. So the Mishnah is putting Adam and kelim in the same category. So the Gebarah says, Katani Adam dumyadi kelim. The Mishnah is comparing Adam to kelim. Ma kelim de lo mechavneh. Just like Kelim, they don't have Kavana. Can Kelim have Kavana? Kelim is sitting on the seashore. Kelim doesn't have Kavana. And what are we saying? That if the water falls on it, the Kelim is Ta'or. So to the guy. Even though he doesn't have Kavana, like a Kelim, he will be Ta'or. So you see what? That there's a case over here that you don't need to have Kavana. So Gibran says, Umimai, who told you? 
דלמה ביושב ומצפה אימתי יתלש הגל עסקינן Maybe we're talking about a guy who's sitting on the seashore and he's waiting. Wait, I'm waiting until the wave comes and detaches itself and lands on me. So the guy's having kavanah maybe. Who told you we're just talking about a stam guy sitting there and the, the wave's falling on him? Maybe we're talking about a guy that's sitting and anticipating the event. And now I'll go the other way. I'll compare kelim to Adam. Ma Adam, the bar kavanah. Just like Adam over here is talking about a bar kavanah, where he's having kavanah, he's anticipating, he's waiting for it. Av kelim, the mechavenu. A kelim as well is mechavenu, which means the guy puts his kelim on the seashore, and he has kavanah. That what? He's waiting for this uh, wave to come along and fall on the kelim, and therefore you have no ra'ayah that you can have a tibilah without kavanah. Adlabah, tell you over here is talking about where you had kavanah. So the Gemara says, So if you tell me the case where a guy sitting and anticipating, my the Mimra, what's the Hadush? What do you have to tell me? I mean, you have all the, 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 the ramifications. Yeah, 40 se'ah. It landed on the guy. The guy is anticipating it, he's waiting for it, he's having Kavana. So if all these things are in place, what is the Hadush of the case of Gashin et Lash? So the Gemara says, That I might have. That the person might come to dip in a Hardalit Shal Gishamim. Hardalit Shal Gishamim is a stream of water that is flowing down a mountain. Let's say you have a, like a steep mountain. Okay, so you have rainwater that uh, trickles down the mountain. Now let's say you have a stream that's all connected to each other and there's 40 se'ah of water connected. So now you want to dip in that stream. The deen is you cannot. Why? Because since the Hardalit is on a, uh, has a steepness to it, so that's called a katafres. Katafres in the laws of mikveh is a inclined mikveh, where the water is sloping down. We don't consider the waters connected to each other. We consider each drop of water independent, and therefore, because it's not, uh, uh, it's not uh, uh, collected. It's, not, it's on an incline. So therefore, number one, the reason why the katafres is no good, or this haldalit uh, is no good, because the water is coming down the mountain, and therefore it's not considered uh, a deen of Arba'in um, Se'ah in one place, like that she says. And then she gives another reason. Look at that she, the Buddha Matqil Hardalit. Second line. She shotefet v'yored makom gabawa. It's coming down the mountain from a high place. V'yesh ba Arba'in Se'ah v'atobe ba lo alta lo tevila mishum te makom katafresu. Katafres like a uh, inclined slope. Hu makom zakuf yoteh, very steep. The 40 se'ah are not in one place because it's, on it's just flowing down. When you have a katafres, it does not consider hibur. It's not considered attached, one, exactly. And even if you want to say it's not a katafres, still it's not going to be good. We have another rule. When it comes to rainwater, very important law in Mikveh. As long as they're flowing and moving, rainwater is not good. For a it has to be stationary. It has to be uh, stayed in one uh, area. Aju mikvin until it's collected derech ashborin. Ashborin is like in a in a board in a uh, in a cavity. The tanya betorat koanim ma ma'ayan meter bezohalin. Now we know there's another way of, of metahating oneself in a ma'ayan. Ma'ayan is a spring, a natural spring. And when it comes to a spring, a ma'ayan has different laws of mikveh. Number one, you don't even need forty se'ah in a ma'ayan. And number two, it could be zohalim, it could be moving. However, when you use rainwater, it could be flowing. When you use rainwater, you need two other things. You need 40 se'ah, 
and you have the law of Zohalim, that Zohalim is Asur, it cannot be moving. So here we're talking about rainwater flowing down a mountain. So number one, the Kataflis makes it not a Chibur, so that we don't have really 40 Se'ah in one place. And secondly, you have the problem of it's flowing, and therefore it's got to be in a Azmorin. Okay, now, if the Gebra says the Hadush is like this. If I would have allowed this wave situation, I might have thought, that just like the wave is Kashir, maybe I'll allow the Hardalit. That what? The Hardalit is no good, and the wave is good. Now, let's discuss for a second, go back to this wave case for a minute. In order to understand exactly the dynamics, how it works. There's a great mahluk at how do we consider an ocean? Is an ocean considered a mikveh? Or is an ocean considered a ma'ayan? Now, from this deen of the gal shenitlash, the wave that became suspended, we really have a contradiction. Because on one hand you tell me you need 40 se'ah. So if you tell me you need 40 se'ah on the wave, that's ma'ash was like a mikveh. But on the other hand, it's moving. That's Zuhalim, the wave is moving, bottom line, but it's detached and it's moving uh, onto the guy. So therefore that sounds like it's like a Ma'yan. So the question is, how, how are you considering an ocean? Is it a Ma'yan or is it a Mikveh? So the uh, Rishulim explained over here that we're following the Shita that really holds that a Yam is like a Ma'yan. And that's why we're allowing the Zuhalim factor. Because of the Yam, it is moving, it, it flows. And therefore, when this wave detached, it's no problem of Zohalim. Because bottom line, the moving of it was as a result of the normal uh, um, action that takes place in the Yam. That's considered Zohalim, no problem. So why do you need 40 Se'ah? Because once it detached itself from the ocean or from the water, so it loses its status at that point as Mayan. So now it turns into a Mikveh. So therefore, the Gal has... Mayan factor, it has Mikveh factor. It has the Mayan factor that will allow it to be moving. Because Bama, its movement emanated from the fact that it's a, an ocean. It's normal movement, that the waves come and move. So that's not a problem, that the fact that it detached, became a, a, a moving wave. The problem is, it detached itself from the source. Once it detaches itself from the source, you can't consider a Mayan anymore. It's considered a Mikveh, if we need 40 Se'ah. Oh, good. So I might have thought that what if I'm going to matir the case of the moving wave that falls on the guy, I might come to be matir the case of the hardalit. Kamashmalan, it's different. Now we understand why it's different. It's different on, on, on both fronts. Number one, it's different because you don't have 40 se'ah in the case of the hardalit, whereas you do have it in the wave. That's one reason why the cases are not comparable. And number two, where Zohalin is good by the wave, Zohalin is not good by the Hadali because it's on a kataflis, it's on a uh, slope. So therefore, I would have thought to say that if this is kasher, I might come to be matir as well. The water that's moving down a mountain, kamash ma'alam, that the Hadalit is indeed not kasher, and the wave is kasher. That's one reason why I need the case. In a minute, Another Hadush. Nigzor Rashin Atukipin. I might have made a Gezera from the top of the wave. Rashin is only the head, the top. Atukipin. To the ark. Which means Kamash Malan, that the ark is no good, the Logazina. What is this Kipin business? The wave is now coming uh, down to the person, right? It's only kasher, this type of mikveh, when the wave actually 
comes down, the head of the wave, right, comes down and lands on the ground. So we have a rule. For a mikveh to be kashir, it's got to be in the ground. You cannot have a flying mikveh. You cannot have a mikveh that's in the air. Which means, now, let's say the guy's a keli. So as this wave is detached, so you have 40 siah hanging in the air, the guy takes his keli and throws it through the uh, wave. Technically, it went through 40 siah. No good. That's already keeping. That's uh, suspended in the arc of, of the... Uh, before it came down. Which means, as it's, as it's coming down, you have an arc going over, right? It's coming down. And let's say he jumped through it. So it's still, it's still suspended in the air. So mikveh avid is no good. So you might have thought, I mean, gezerah. That maybe I'm not going to let Galshin Lash that lands on the guy. Atu, the guy might come to do it the He might not wait till it comes down, and he might dip it in the uh, well. It's still suspended in the air. Kamash Malan, we don't go there. Galshin Lash Atu Kipin Rashi Rashin Ehad Menashia Gal Kushumagiel Aris, which means the heads, the top of the gal of the wave when it comes to the ground. That's okay. Once already part of the wave comes down to the ground. So they're ready, it's considered on the ground, therefore it's kasher. But I might have made a gezerah at kipin. Rashi says, im sa'ito shel gal. That's the middle of the wave, she'omed ba'avir. Kemin kipa. It makes like a, an ark, like a dome. Ve'imoshit kelim lema'ala, ve'tbilan be'kipa ena tevila. She'en ma'bilin ba'avir, she'lo amla Torah mikveh shel avir le'tbilah. Torah doesn't say mikveh shel avir. It says mikveh ma'im, which is on the... Collected on the ground. So therefore, basically what the Gemara did over here is, we started off with the Gemara and said, when it comes to Hulin, person makes Netilah, yeah, then we have to have Kavana. So the Gemara says, oh, I'll show you, I'll prove it to you. Put it from the case of the Gal. You see Gal Shinatlash, lands on Adam, lands on Kedim, he doesn't have Kavana. The Gemara, who says he doesn't have Kavana? Maybe we're talking about a guy sitting on the beach and he's waiting for the Gal to come. And he has his kidding there as well. He's pre- prepared for the gal to land on it. There's Kavanah over here. So he wants Kavanah was the Hadush. Because you might have thought that maybe a gal shenadlash is no good because I'll make a gezerah. If I allow the gal, I'll allow the hadalit. Or if I allow the gal, I'll make a gezerah atu kipin. Kamash malam, that the hadalit is asur and this is mutar. Kamash malam, that the gal is mutar and kipin is asur. But we don't make a gezerah one to the other. So comes the Gemara and says... Ditanya, so we have a Umina Timra, the Lumad Bilimi Kidin. How do you know that you're not to dip in Kipin in this uh, arch of the wave, which means that you're not to dip in the, uh, the, the, the flying water? Ditanya, because we have a bright up, Mat Bilim Berashin, Vemat Bilimi Kipin. The fish Emat Bilim Baavir. Berashin, again, we explained, is the head of the wave that comes down. Once one part, one side of the wave comes down, that's touching the ground. So Rashin is okay. But Kippin, as long as it's still suspended, it's going to be Asur, because Asur to dip in the Avir. So now we're back to the question. How do you know that when it comes to Hulin, you do not have to have Kavana? So the says, Ela, Ela rejects the last proof. We have a Mishnah. You have a case. Let, 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 let me give you an introduction before we give this case. If you remember, we learned a rule of Makshirin. What is Makshin? For, for a fruit to be susceptible to receive Tum'ah, it had to have become wet once before with one of the seven liquids. Let's talk about water. And uh, then already it becomes susceptible to Tum'ah. For example, if a fruit never became wet and a shade has touched it, it doesn't receive Tum'ah. It had to become Mukhshar, we call that, prepared through uh, becoming uh, being wet once. Now, there's a law when it comes to this uh, wet wetness. It has to be Davka 
that the water that wet the fruit was done uh, willingly, which means the owner of the fruit is happy with the um, with the fact that it became wet. However, if it happened against his will, where he's not happy with this water, it cannot be mushar. They learned this from a gezerah shavah from words. The pasuk says kiyutan that water will be placed on it. That's mashma without the owner's knowledge. But we can read the word kiyutin. Mm-hmm. The kiyutin means he's putting it on himself, by himself, willingly. So the Gemara says that the kiyutan has to be like kiyutin. Ma kiyutin nada'at, af kiyutan nada'at. Even if it happens without his knowledge, but it has to happen that he wants it. Okay, so now we have a case. What's the case? Perot chenaftu letokhamata mayim. You have fruit that fell into a stream of water. The guy was walking down the street, his fruit fell into some water. Ufashat mishi yadav temeot venatlan. So a guy who happened to be, his hands were tummy. Well, there's fruit in the water over here. He stuck his hands in the pool of water, and he grabbed the fruit. Yadav tehorot. His hands are tahor. Uperot enam bichiyutam. But the fruit are not considered mukshar. Why? Because, um, bottom line, this guy over here, he put his hands in the water. His hands were tame. Uh, he did not have kavana, this guy, for his hands. He had kavana to get the fruit. Okay? So first of all, what do you see? His hands are tawr. That shows you, yeah, you don't need kavana when it comes to nithayadayim. Right? When this guy put his hands in the water, what was it for? To get the fruit. He wasn't even thinking about his hands. But what's the deen? Yadav teorot. So that's already a proof positive. That this case is you don't need kavana for nithayadayim. But what? The fruit itself is not mukshar. Because bottom line, the guy's not happy that this fruit fell into water. The guy, do, it's like kiyutan. It's not done willingly. Oh, but if he went in there to get the fruit, and he had kavana in order to purify his hands, yadav teorot, perot haren bichiyutan. The perot already are considered mukshar. What's the logic? Because then the guy's happy. When the guy stuck his hand in the water, so now we say beautiful. He wants his hands to come to He had to come out for that. So therefore, so therefore, in retrospect, the guy's happy that the perot fell into the water. Because it's giving him a chance now to his hands. That's what I see explains. That when, so the guy's happy. So the woman before she asked, why is the guy happy that the perot fell in the water? He's still not happy, which means... Once he's walking down the street, he can dip his hands in the water, even if the fruit are not in the water. Mm. Bottom of the guy his hands are tamir. So we, we're trying to. So bottom of his hands will always be tar. That's the point. Whether he has kavanah, doesn't have kavanah, the hands are always going to be tar. Okay, good. Now we're discussing the fruit. So you tell me the fruit are only tar when the guy had kavanah to make taharam. So therefore, we're going to say that he's happy that the fruit fell in the water because now he can stick his hands in the water and make tahara. So therefore, retroactively, I'll say that he was happy. Therefore, the water is put there willingly. Therefore, it's considered kiyutan. Therefore, the water is just mukshar. Comes all the mifarshim, satemet, to the even. Rashi, what are you talking about? Why did you need the fruit in the water to dip his hands? And if the fruit wasn't in the water, he can't put his hands in the water? He took a presence in the water. What's that mean? He's walking down the street. He's just streaming water. So, so the advisor gives some different answers over here. Well, this two answers. One answer they want to say is, no, it's the fruit that's allowing them to put their hands in the water. 
Why? So we're talking about water that's very deep. And the guy cannot reach the waters. Once the fruit fell in it, because of displacement, it caused the water to rise a little. Now he's able to reach the waters. So therefore, if it wasn't for the fruit falling in the water, he'd never be able to dip his hands in the beginning because he can't reach it. That's a hechi that they want to say in the Gemara. Another answer they want to say is, no, the water is in the guy's, not in the guy's uh, yard, it's in his friend's field. It's in his backyard of his friend. Oh, so now, his friend, is not going to allow the guy to go start picking Nitachadayim uh, in the uh, field. But once he lost his fruit in there, Right, so for a fruit, so his friends are listen, to get your fruit, I'll let you go in the backyard to get it. So therefore, if it wasn't for the fruit, he wouldn't be able to put his hands in the water in the first place because it's not his water. So that's giving him the, uh, the, the, the release, the permission. So that's why he's happy that the uh, fruit is in the water, therefore it's going to be mukshab. But what do you see from over here? Proof positive, you don't have to have kavana for metilat yadai. So comes again what on says, met etive. Now we have a question from our Mishnah. It says, taval. Guy dipped. Velohu huzak. He didn't have kavana. Right? He just dipped without kavana. Okay, skipped. Okay. Etive raval rav nachman. Etive raval rav nachman. Hatovel lechulin. A guy dipped for the kavana to eat chulin. Vehuzak. And he had kavana lechulin. When he dipped. Asul ma'asir. So you cannot eat something holy. You cannot eat ma'asir. Huzak in. So the kavana makes a diuk. That's only because he had kavana. Lo huzak, lo. But he didn't have kavana. He cannot even eat cholin. So what is this over here? That even for cholin you have to have a kavana. Kavana said, "Haki kaman." Afal pishu huzak lecholin asul maaser. What the Mishnah means, even though you had kavana for cholin, you still asul for maaser. But for cholin itself, you don't even kavana. The hadush of the Mishnah is that even if you had a kavana for cholin, you still can eat maaser. What for Cholin? You don't even need Kavana. Comes again and answers, Etive. We have another question. Taval velo chosak. If a guy dipped in the mikveh, he didn't have Kavana at all. Kilo lo taval. It's like he did not dip at all. Oh, my love, Kilo lo taval. Klal. Smash for that. It's not considered dipped at all, even for Cholin. So you see what? That for Cholin you need Kavana. And I had a mustard said, Taval velo chosak, Kilo lo taval. So you see that why you need a Kavana. Kibra says, Lo, kilo lo taval le ma'asir. Yeah, it means lo taval for ma'asir level. Aval, taval le cholim. But it's considered to be la for cholim. So again, we're doing the Mishnah. So this was the answer that Abdul Rahman was giving Rabbah. So Kibra says, Savar dahe kamadhele. Abdul Rahman thought that Rabbah is just pushing him off. Every time he asked him a question from the Mishnah, he's giving him an answer. Now, it means uh, for ma'asir, no, but for cholim, yeah. He thinks he's just supposed to give him away. However, Nafaki went out. Dak, he uh, searched. The Ashkah, he found. The Tanya, it's actually Bifrush Braita. Tabal velo huzak asud ma'asir mutalehonin. Bifrush Braita. That what? The person goes to the Mikveh. Lo huzak. He doesn't have kavana. Fahulin mutar. For ma'asir asud. And therefore we have a proof positive. Back to the beginning when we started today's Gemara. That when it comes to Hulin. One does not need to have kavanah. Just enough, just to make the nitila or the tevila, and it is sufficient. Comes the Gemara and continues. New point. Amar bil Azar. Bil Azar says, Tabal, I went to the mikveh. Ve'ala, came out of the mikveh. Mahzik atzmo lechol mashirtse. Mm. 
even though he came out of the mikveh, he could now have kavanah for what he wants. He's out of the mikveh. Now he can decide. I'm maser. I want to be on terumah level. He can decide. He came out of the mikveh. So the Gemara says, Metive. Yeah, we have a we have a question. If he still has one foot in the water, he's able to upgrade his kavana. If he went in originally with a davar kal, let's say he went in for ma'asir, uh, right? As long as he has his foot in the water, he can upgrade his kavana. I want to be for terumah. However, Allah, once he came out, shuv eno ma'zik. That's it. You're locked in. You cannot have any more kavanot. My love, enu mazik lal, much much with it, enu mazik at all. And therefore, how could you tell me to be lazar that when he comes out of the mikveh, he could still be mazik, right? So Gemara says, "Lo, you're misunderstanding that statement." Odehu, when he still has his foot in the water, afalpishi ozak mazik. The hadush is. Even if he had a kavanah for something already, he could change it. She's foot in the water, you have the ability to change already a kavanah that you had. I mean, I kavanah for ma'asir when I went in. My foot's still in the water, I could change it to terumah. Allah! But once you came out, imlo huzak ma'asir. If you did nothing, you still have the ability to make an initial kavanah. Vimihzik, but already if you had a kavanah, you cannot upgrade or change. So that's the difference, which means when the Bil Azar made his statement, Allah, that when you come out of the Mikveh, you can have coming up whatever you want. It's talking about a case where he didn't have coming up anything when he went in. So therefore, he still opened. So therefore, when he comes out, the Hadush is he can still now create his Kavala. And you have to say the Pshad is because he's still Osik in Mikveh. The Rafashi point out, he's still wet. He's still wet from the waters of the mikveh, so he's still considered in the in the subject of mikveh. But and he wasn't mahzik before. But once he was mahzik, then you got to be already holding with one foot in the mikveh. I will explain the logic what one foot in the mikveh actually does. So that's the difference between having your foot in the mikveh. You can even change kavana outside of the mikveh. You can only create an initial kavana. Huh? Mantana, who's the opinion that says, Odehu raglo ahad bamayim? Who's that opinion that says when you have your foot in the water, already you can uh, change your kavana, which really means when you have your foot in the water, it's considered you're still in the mikveh. Because really, kavana, to change it, you got to be holding in the mikveh. So, really, what this rabbi is saying is that so long as you have one foot in the water, we consider you. In Bigveh, who's, who's that uh, opinion? So Amara Pedat, Rabbi Yudahi. So the Pedat says it's Rabbi Yudah. Where do we see Rabbi Yudah's opinion? Ditnad. It's the Mishnah. Mikveh Shinimdad. The Mikveh in Mikveh. The Yeshpo Arbaim Se'ah Mechuvanot. You have exactly 40 Se'ah of water. Mitzum Samot. Perfect, exactly. The Yardu Shinaim Vetavdum. So two guys went down to dip in the Mikveh. Ze'ah Harze, one after the other. Harishon Tahor. Well, the first guy is Tahor, because he dipped in four, he said, ah, but what's going to happen now? When the guy comes out, he took some of the water with him. So now when the second guy goes in, you're not going to have 40 se'ah. So it says, 
So the Telekama says, second guy, you didn't dip in 40 seah, so no, no, uh, no Tara. Amar Biuda, Biuda says, no. Imayu laglav shil rishon nugot bemayim, afashini tahor. So long as the first guy's leg is still in the water, the second guy is considered tahor. What's the explanation? Because we're going to employ a halachic principle called good ahit. Good ahit means I'm going to consider the water that's on this guy. The first guy, it's considered in the mikveh itself. Of course, he has foot in the water. And since the derech of the water is to go down, so therefore I'll say, good ahit, that the waters go down into the river. So it's as if he's dipping in 40 se'ah. So therefore, they, 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 they see this, uh, this principle over here. That what? That Yehuda says, good ahit. Now let's continue for a second. Amar of Nahman, Amar Abar Abu. Rav Nachman is going to come along now and explain the ramifications of this mahalab. The rabbis didn't go for this. The rabbis of the Mishnah said, Shani Tameh. They didn't give you this Hadush, one leg in the water, not one leg in the water. No good. It was the Yudah that came along and said, the one leg uh, in the water, uh, I don't. So Nachman came along and defined. Mahaloket b'ma'alot rabbanan. This whole mahaloket is talking about when it comes to rabbinical situations or rabbinical dippings. Which means, if the whole tefillah is a drabbanan dipping, then Rabbi Yehuda is lenient to say, one leg in the water, we'll consider it as if it's in the water, and all that, and that's okay. Aval mitumale tahara. But if it's not deoraita, where the guy's tameh, and he wants to make himself tahor, devreakol hasheni tameh. Everybody's going to hold the sheni is tameh. Which is, even Rabbi Yehuda is not going to go with this one leg in the water, business don't consider the water in the water, when it comes to a deoraita tefillah. If, if, the, if the second guy is going in to dip the oraita, if you does get tired, I'm sorry, no good. Even though the guy's leg is in the uh, water. Okay, that's what Abdurrahman is explaining the mahlokit. But what? The whole mahlokit is only in Midrabanans. Oh, the Hainu did a pedat. This version is very good with Rabbi pedat. Why? What did Rabbi pedat say? Rabbi pedat was the one that said, Earlier, who's the opinion that says when his leg is still in the mikveh, he could change his kavana? So the pedat said that's the Yehuda. But odeu betocha, like go betocha mikveh, by imuhzak mazik, you could still change the kavana. So they asked, who's that rabbi? So the Yehuda. Now, this whole business of being mazik for one thing and upgrading, all this is rabbinical stuff. You go to the mikveh, you kosher for everything. The rabbis made this whole stringency. If you're kosher for one thing, it doesn't mean you're for another thing. But levels, if you're for hodin, it doesn't kosher for maaseh. For maaseh, it doesn't kosher for the... Understand? It's all rabbinical. Oh. So, if you're saying that Rabbi Yehuda said his deen in rabbinical situations, so very good. That's, so that's what Rabbi was saying. The whole mahluk is a rabbinical situation. Good. So then the pedat, you're 100%. Rabbi Ahmad is following Rabbi Pedat because Rabbi Pedat said, Who's the author of this statement? Rabbi Yehuda. It's a rabbinical situation. As long as the guy has foot in the mikveh, right? So we consider uh, what? We consider he's still connected to the mikveh. He's still uh, holding uh, by the mikveh. So therefore, he can upgrade, right? Now you have to say, just uh, at this point, All you see from this mahluket 
when the guy has his foot in the mikveh, we consider the water in the mikveh. So it means the water that's on him is in the mikveh. What does that do from changing his kavana? Which means when a guy has his foot in the mikveh, so I consider the water on him in the mikveh. So that doesn't help me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the mikveh. My foot's in the mikveh. So because my water is considered in the mikveh that's on me, why should that be a heter that Rabbi Uda is going to allow you to change kavanot? I mean, I understand how it helps the second guy. The second guy helps because he's dipping in 40 siyadah. But what does that do for me? Which is, if you want, which is, if you want to tell me that the water comes to me, okay, so I'm still holding in the mikveh. To whatever the water goes up, <laughs> then I'll tell you, okay, uh, I'm like still in the mikveh water. But the water's going down, I'm not in the mikveh technically. So what was the, what's the connection between this halakha and the halakha that Yudah said above? So the Mephashim say, you're right. All we're showing you over here is that when a guy's foot is in the mikveh, he's still connected to the mikveh. He's still involved in the mikveh to the extent already where the waters that are on him are considered in the mikveh. So once already you have such a connection to a mikveh, that's enough to say already you can change your kavanah. Which means already you're in it. When he's out of the mikveh, you lost your connection. Which means now already, what actually you change kavanot. Because you, you're not connected anymore to the mikveh. Oh, so you're connected enough that your body's still wet. So we'll let you create a new kavanah. But to change kavanot, no. But once already you see that when a guy's foot in the water, already the water already, it's on him, it's in the mikveh already. So that's already a closer connection. So therefore we'll allow you even to change the kavanah. Good? So therefore when the pedat said halakha ke Rabbi Yehuda, that this is the following Rabbi Yehuda, it's the way that Abdul explained it. Because Abdul explained it that Rabbi Yehuda only said his deen in a rabbinical situation. And therefore we're talking about a rabbinical situation changing kavanah. So hayrud the pedat, I mean Abdul statement works good with the pedat that said that Rabbi Yehuda allows when one foot's in the mikveh to change kavanah. Because the whole thing over here is a rabbinical situation changing from one kavanah to another. How about we have an ikad amri? Kibra says, Who's the Ika de Amre? Ika de Amre. Kibra says, Ika de Amre, we have another version. Amar of Nachman, Amar of Babar Abu, Mahloket mitumale tahara. Oh. The second version says, no, the Mahloket with one foot in the mikveh between the rabbis and the Yehuda is Davka talk about on deoraitas. Aval be ma'alot de rabbanan, but on rabbinical. Devra kol afesheni tahor. Devra kol, everybody's going to say the second guy's tahor. Ufliga de rabbi pedat. Now this version, obviously, of the mind is arguing to be pedat because according to this version, it can be according to everybody. Because yeah. since we're talking about and a banana over there, everybody will hold. If your foot's still in the water, you can upgrade your kavanah. Because this version is saying when it came to rabbinical tibilot, uh, everybody agrees it's okay. The only argument was on doraita. So therefore, according to this version, it's arguing of the mind is arguing on the be pedat. Amar Ula That's the question to the Yohanan. The Rabbi Yehuda, according to the Rabbi Yehuda, that says as long as he has his foot in the mikveh, right? The water is considered in the mikveh. We say good ahit. Maulat pil machatin v'tzinuriot 
Birosho Oshil Rishon. We want to take a small, like a needle. Actually, it's a, it's a, she says it's a, it's a little fork that the goldsmith use in order to, you know, weave the gold or lift the gold strings. It's probably a very small, tiny little uh, keli. Became tamer. They want to metahed it. How do they want to metahed it? So you have one guy standing at the uh, edge of the mikveh. His foot's in the mikveh. So what do we say? The water that's on him is considered in the mikveh. I want to take this little keli, put it in his head. And I want to now say that that should be considered to be la. How? So it says, Good achit itel Rabbi Yehuda. Maybe I'll tell you what, he holds that the waters go down, however, good asik lete. But I'm not going to say the opposite, the waters go up, because there's another principle that says, no, the wall comes up, so they will say the waters go up. Or dilma good asik, name Now if I say good asik, tell it's considered that what? That even though the guy's out, he's considered connected to 40 se'ah, therefore I'll be able to put the uh, keli in his head, and it could be ta'or. So that's the question. How far did the Buddha go? I know he said good ahit. Did he hold even good asik? Amar le, so he told him, tani tuha. So it's a perush mishnah. Shalosh gamamiyot benachal. Okay, you have a, uh, a uh, let's say a, uh, a, a mountain, okay, a slope. You have three holes in the slope, okay, or in the valley. And the water is, uh, yeah, say the valley. And the water, let's say, is uh, flowing over these three holes. Now, each one of these holes has a shi'ud. You have the top hole, the bottom hole, and the middle hole. So obviously one's on top of the other. One and three have twenty se'ah. That's not the shiur of a mikveh. The middle one, however, has forty se'ah. So the middle mikveh is kosher. Now you have a stream of rainwater that's connecting them all. Because it's just flowing down, so now one, two, and three are technically connected by the stream of water that's flowing above them. Good? Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Meir ya Omer, Meir is Rabbi Meir, Meir used to say, Matbil ba'alyona. You can dip in the top one. Now let's get the logic here. For sure you can dip in the bottom one. The middle one, for sure. The middle one has 40 se'ah. That not, that's not the she'ra. The reason why you can dip in the bottom one for sure is we say gudahit. Mm. I'll say that the waters, the 40 se'ah in the middle one are considered down. Because yeah. they're all connected over here. The hadush of the bimi'ir is you can even dip in the top one. That means I'm going to say the middle mikvaot go up. That's already good. Asik. So therefore you see what? That technically according to this answer, according to the bimi'udah, take the mahat, put it on the guy's uh, head, and the karada will be kasher. So the Gemara says, so that's what we're answering. It was Ba'at Tanya, what do we have a Braita? Rabbi Yudha Omer, Rabbi Yudha says, Mi'ira ya Omer, Matbil Ba'il Yona, that Rabbi Mi'ira allows you to dip in the upper one, Va'ani Omer, oh, but I argue on him. I say, Batahtona velo Ba'il Yona. So therefore you see the Yudha actually does not hold like Rabbi Mi'ir. So the Gemara says, Amar leh, tanya, tanya. Okay, if you have a brighter that says like that, uh, I'm not going to argue with you. And therefore the Ma'aseh comes out, that Rabbi Yudah is going to say, we're not going to say, Gud Asik, we're only going to say, Gud Ahit. 
Because we have a clear bright that the Biuda argues on Rabbi Meir and does not allow the Tibila in the top mikveh, only in the bottom. So we have a bright, I have a bright, I'm not going to argue with it. Therefore, we're not going to say, Buddha seek. Okay? Tosfot just has a question we just learned above about katafris. Didn't we say when things are on a slope it doesn't uh, work? Tosfot says, yeah, but this is a different case because you have a kosher mcveh in the middle. As long as you have a kosher mcveh in the middle, for 40 se'ah, it joins them. The katafris case that we said is not kosher, it's just a stream, and you want to connect all the 40 se'ah in the stream together. That we say, no, the katafris makes it no hibud. I got a legitimate mikveh, and now it's flowing down the mountain, so it connects the legitimate mikveh. So that's what's supposed to answer. Okay, now we go back to the Gemara. <coughs> so what do we say in the Mishnah? Guy goes to the mikveh, and he dips with kavanah for cholim. So he coaches himself up for eating cholim. So the Gemara says, Mane Matniti. Who is the author of our Mishnah? Rabbanani. Must be the rabbis. Deshani lehu ben Hulin le Maaser. That make a difference between Hulin and Maaser. If you remember, on uh, yesterday's daf, we made a mahloket, we had a mahloket between the Bimi'ir and the Bimi'ir and Hakamim. The statement of the Gibara was like this. I'll quote you the Gibara that we learned on yesterday's daf. Any time a person has to go to the mikveh or make the tla yadayim midrabanan, his hands can be mitame kodesh, meaning make kodesh a shilishi that can make eventually a rivi'i, and it can make teruma a shilishi and end there. But the Bimir says, when it comes to hands being a sheni, you can eat hulin and you can eat ma'asir. But the rabbis come along and say, when your hands are a sheni, you can't eat ma'asir. But you can eat hulin. So you see, according to the hachamim, they make a dimsh in hulin and ma'asir. Now we go back to Amishnah. Amishnah said, a guy was tovel le hulin. Right? So it's saying, mutar for hulin. Now, according to the Bimi'ir, the Mishnah should have said, Mutar Fuchudin and Ma'asir. Correct? Because according to the Bimi'ir, Chudin and Ma'asir are the same level. From the fact that the Mishnah said it's only Mutar for Chudin, it's Master Fuchudin, yeah, for Ma'asir. No. Who's that going like? The Banan that make a difference between the level of Ma'asir to the level of Chudin. I read that inside. Ma'ani Matniti, the Banani. The shani they who they make a difference between cholin the maaser. Very good. That's why the Mishnah said huzak lecholin mutar lecholin. Kabbalah says ema sefa. I bring you a question from the end of the Mishnah. Big day amaaris. You said the close of an amaaris. Midras leperushin. Right. We said it's considered tameh tameh midras avatumah for parush. Right. Parush is a guy that eats his cholin betahala. He eats his chodim, but he treats it like it's a teruma. The Gemara says, next case, bigdei perushin midras teruma. Now the perushin guys, their clothes are going to be considered tameh for the next level up. That's when people that eat 
תרומה. אז לגבר הסז, עד תאן דרבי מאיר, דאמר חודינו מעשר, כעדד איננו. Which means the Mishnah jumped from Hulin to Terumah. It skipped the Maaser level. Which is Mashma that Hulin and Maaser really are going to follow the same law, meaning that the clothes of an Ama'aris are going to be Tameh, clothes of an Ama'aris are going to be Tameh for a Parush. And for that matter, Parush means he eats his Hulin. And for that matter, somebody that eats. Because the next level we said was Bigdeh Pirushin is going to be Tameh for Ochlet Terumah. Why didn't you say Bigdeh Pirushin is going to be Tameh for the Maaser guy? If you make Bigdeh Pirushin and Maaser, you skipped a, a level. So from the fact that we jumped from Cholin to Terumah and we did not put a Maaser level in there, Ismat and Cholin and Maaser have the same deen. That's going like the Mimir. So now we have a contradiction in one Mishnah. The Resha is Mashma, it's like the Banan. Because what did the, 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 the beginning of the Mishnah said? The Mishnah said, Tabali Hulin, he's good for Hulin. Oh, for Hulin, yeah. So I say, no. Oh, that means it's Hiluk. Next case, next part of Mishnah. Parush guy, that's Hulin guy. His clothes, his, his, uh, uh, his clothes will be Midras for the Hulin guy. Okay? The Hulin guy, his clothes will be Tawaf for the Tirumah guy. What happened to the Maser? Oh, yeah, Maser and Hulin the same. Badadi, equal. That's going like the Mimir. So the Gibbara says, Resha the Banan Besefer Bimir? Can that be tolerated? The Yemen Mishnah, the Resha the Banan Besefer Bimir? Gibbara says, In. Yes, we have a tradition on this Mishnah. Resha the Banan Besefer Bimir. That's the answer. Nikhanami, you're right. This one. This one, we have a tradition that we know this Mishnah had two shitot. Gibbara says, The Bahabar Ada Matila Besefer Hamish Ma'alot. Which means Rav Yeah, Rav Ahabarada says like this In his version of the Mishnah He actually had Five ma'alot Which means at the end of the Mishnah Correct At the end of the Mishnah we discussed the Midras case so what was our case? We had a case of Ama'aris. He's Midras for the Parush. And the Parush is Midras for the Terumah. And the Terumah is Midras for the Kodesh. And the Kodesh is Midras for the Hatat. So basically it's, it's four levels. We're going to add now, according to Davaha, a fifth level. We're going to put the Ma'asir in there. Which is going to put in the Mishnah like this. Begda Ama'aris for the Parush. The parush for the ma'asir, ma'asir for the terumah, terumah for the kodesh, kodesh for the hatat. Once you add a fifth ma'ala in there, that's the rabbis. Because the rabbis make a haluk between ma'asir and hulin. So therefore that's what he says. Have we done inside now? He puts a fifth level in there. Look at that sheep. Hamesh ma'alot Perushin ve'okhle ma'asir ve'okhle terumah ve'okhle kodesh ve'chatat Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen